an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks so much for listening this week. We have John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal on to go through a lot of sports media news that's gone down in a couple of weeks here. NBC shutting down their cable sports network, WWE network joining uh, Peacock, NFL negotiations for their television stuff, interesting stuff from John about Amazon and Thursday Night Football especially. Uh, and Super Bowl rating talk with John as well. So stay tuned for that before we get to it. Just want to tell you, Andrew Marshan and Armin Katayan, who was the executive producer on the HBO Tiger Woods documentary, were on the podcast three weeks ago, two weeks ago, Troy Aikman, last week, Andrew Siciliano, Red Zone host, and from NFL Network. So if you missed any of those podcasts, go into the archives, check those out, and please subscribe to the SI Media Podcast. Okay, let's get to it right now with John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal. All right, joining me now, SI Media Podcast regular from Sports Business Journal, John O'Ran. John, how's it going? Great, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure. A lot of sports media news, I feel like, in the past couple of weeks to get into, and a lot of it on the on the business side. So, of course, there's nobody better than you to have on. Um, before we get into the sports business news, uh, you must know about business, period. Can you give me a one-sentence summary of GameStop? Um, God, you know what? I, I, I only seen the headlines. I haven't clicked through. I haven't been covering it. It seems re- like it, it, it. Are you a stock market guy? I'm not a stock guy. Okay, no, I, okay. I, I'm not a gambler. I'm not a stock guy, but okay. uh, the, it, the, 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 uh, it, it's been all over my Twitter timeline uh, today, today anyway. Yeah, it's getting crazy and I know nothing about it. Um, wait, are, are you dabbling in that, Jimmy? No, I don't know. I know. I, it would be impossible to know less about stocks than I know. 
or the uh, stock market. I don't, yeah, it's not my thing at all. Well, the thing I love about like stocks is that like, you know, the a- AMC the- theater chain started going up, you know, when HBO said that they weren't going to, they, they weren't going to give them the movies early, you know, yeah. like there's no rhyme or reason sometimes for why stocks go up. And then you saw the AMC, the cable, cable company saw right. its stock rise as well. Like, like it, it, it just, uh, Sometimes it just, it just feels like a shell game way over my head. Um, But one thing that was not over my head when I saw the news broke Friday, I believe about NBC shutting down NBC sports, their, their cable channel. If you were paying attention, if you're in the business uh, more than anyone, you got the vibe that NBC was all about Peacock. I assume that's what this whole decision was about. You know, it, it was partly, it certainly was a partly about Peacock. And I think that if you um, take a look at what, how Disney is approaching Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, take a look at e- uh, CBS with Paramount Plus, um, you know, the, the, all of the established media companies have decided that they want to, they, they want to jump into streaming with both feet, uh, which I find kind of interesting because like everybody's been waiting for Amazon or Google, you know, when are they going to like finally come in and grab these sports yeah. rights? Well, it turns out it's the traditional media companies that, that are doing it and they're doing it through ESPN plus and Peacock and, uh, and, and Paramount plus. But I really think that while that got the headlines, uh, uh, Peacock, they're moving a lot of sports over to USA and they're going to be a lot of windows at USA. And I just feel like, you know, we always talk about cord cutting and we talk, but, but th- this is like, Comcast that's reimagining the bundle and they're, 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 they're tightening up that bundle and they're creating something in USA that's going to be a much more um, valuable than reruns of, you know, uh, whatever Dick Wolf series they they, they have on, you know, so it's, it it sets them up almost to be like TNT and to compete with TNT a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it, it, that that's a, that's a, a deal that, is as much about the future of cable television as it is about streaming. It did. Um, yeah, it does seem more like a consolidation. I mean, if you think about it, what NBC, Comcast, oh, you know, they have USA, CNBC, MSNBC, USA. Then they had NBC Sports. I think there's another NBC owned TV channel. And is it sci-fi that they own? Sci-fi they have. They have like E Entertainment. They have. They, yeah. I mean, they have so, I mean, how many channels do you, you know, do you need to own? I guess. So I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, what I was thinking about it too, and I don't want this to sound like I'm knocking anyone, but out of, if you, out of all of the secondary sports cable networks, I mean, I think I may have watched NBC sports network, a combined five minutes in my entire life. Cause I don't watch hockey. So I don't know. I can't remember. I remember there was one night when I think Barack Obama was giving a press conference and they bumped Sunday night football to NBC sports. <laughs> I didn't even know what channel it was. I remember asking on Twitter. I was, so I don't know if you didn't, you know, if you're not a hockey person, what was there for you that was sustaining this network, you know, even like in the off season, you know, I saw that they had moved Rich into Peacock, I guess um, pro football talk got moved to Peacock. So this wasn't, this wasn't a complete shocker. Yeah. Not only that, but they, they ran into a problem with uh, Notre Dame football this past season and, and they had to move Notre Dame football to, to one of its cable channels and they bypassed NBC sports network in order to go to USA. And, yeah. uh, and that, that, that really 
told the tale that that we weren't uh, NBC Sports Network wasn't long for this world. Yeah, it seemed like from what I saw on Twitter that day, I guess USA is in like what five million more homes than NBC Sports Network. Yeah, was. I think basically like about six million. Six million yeah. USA is in eighty six million, and NBC ends in about eighty million. Yeah. That's I, not, I think- that's not really that big of a difference to to, to really yeah. matter. The biggest bummer about it, you know, is, is if, you know, people losing jobs is obviously just, you know, not great in this, in this pandemic. It's not great anytime, but, um, you know, that, that to me is the worst part about all this. I think if you're a sports fan, you'll be just served on other networks and streaming services. So you'll be fine from that standpoint. Yeah. If you want to go through winners and losers, I mean, the, 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 losers out of this are the really are the small niche sports Mm -hmm. uh there are a lot of like you know fishing shows or a lot of like sort of like car shows or some non-nascar auto racing shows that now don't have a tv distribution and are going to streaming to where people like like you and i that aren't that that wouldn't be watching it we're not going to just happen to discover it because we we happen upon it i mean you you have to want when when they're being streamed you have to want to see that and, and go see it Right. Now, the other the other big angle here with Peacock is that they paid WWE a billion dollars to basically become the home of the WWE network. And I have to say this freaked out. I got a lot of texts from people who were freaked out by this because they didn't understand how it would work. And I explained to them everything's just the same, except instead of tapping on your WWE network icon on your phone or iPad, you're going to have to go to Peacock and get it there. And it's actually... If you don't mind ads, you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it for half price because WWE Network is nine ninety nine a month. With Peacock, you can get it for five dollars a month with ads and ten dollars a month without the ads. So, if you don't mind the ads, you actually get a little break on this. But, um, and I'm asking a very long question, which is very bad to do when you're an interviewer. <laughs> but uh, the WWE and Vince McMahon were so ahead of their time when they launched WWE Network. They seem to be a little bit ahead of their time here getting out of their own streaming business and, and partnering up or bundling up for lack of a better expression. Is that the right take? Yeah, I think that's a, a, a legit take. Uh, I, I actually, I have an awful take on this, Jimmy, that, that, that I hate to say, but say it. It, it's a win-win. It really is. I, I, I think that both, uh, both NBC comes out. Yeah. I usually, I want to say, Hey, this, this one company got over. I, I would love to say, WWE Network was was a, a failure, and and this is a lifeline, but it wasn't. If you're a WWE fan, like you said, you're going to be able to get the exact same programming ha- at half price. And if you happen to be a WWE fan that ha- that's also a Comcast or a Cox subscriber, you get it for free. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great deal for them. For NBC, they get. Uh, the, the whole point of Peacock, the whole point of these streaming services is, is they're going to bring in these wrestling fans. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. What was yeah, yeah. WWE Network at? Like For the price? Oh, oh, the subscribers? Yeah. I, you know, I think it was around. I, I, I'll look it up. I shouldn't guess. But because if I'm going to be way wrong about it, um, they I know they had really, really peaked for a long time. Um. I want to say 10 million, but I could be wrong on that. Don't, don't quote me. I'm going to look it up. So, um, so if you're Peacock, you're getting, it's, and, oh, and, yeah, and, I'm and, way off on that paid subscribers. 1.6 million. 1.6. Yeah. I yeah. thought 10 sounded high, but uh, yeah, yeah. I can say that now after the fact, but yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you're getting 1.6, not just 1.6 people that you wouldn't have normally 1.6 rabid fans that are going to come in. And one of the things Peacock says is, 
is that like once they come in, you know, they're coming in to, to, to watch whatever they're going to watch for the WWE network, then they're going to sample the office or they're going to sample you know, like what, whatever else uh, Peacock has, has to offer. So right. it works really, really well for Peacock and for WWE that the, they launched WWE network. It, um, it, it increased, but the, the number of subscribers plateaued. They, they were having a really hard right. time trying to grow that. And so this is a way to say, we're not going to sit over a business that that is not making more money. Instead, we're going to basically sit on our butts, sell it to NBC and, and rake in a billion dollars. So, so for WWE, they, yeah. you know, they, they become a content farm and it, uh, and it works out pretty well. I, I guess the inside baseball, this, that I, you know, they would, the WWE network produced a lot of original programming, I guess, they will still do that and treat it. I, I guess they have to have some sort of deal with NBC slash Peacock Comcast about, I mean, they can't just leave it as is and wash their hands of it, right? They have to still keep producing more content for it. Yeah, they're going to essentially become a production company. So it's going to be live events and it's going to be a lot of the, uh, I, I'm not, I, I didn't watch WWE Network, but I gather yeah. they were like documentary type yep. style. Yeah, and that's the stuff program. that I think does better than anything is is the, doc- they really do a good job with it and they've turned out a lot of really good documentaries and fairly regularly. So that's what I'm, cur- I'm curious about that production schedule now that, you know, it's not their content. Yeah, I, th- I think that so right now the the expectation that Peacock has and WWE is that that that's going to continue sort of as is. It's not going to yeah. really change considerably. I think it's a brilliant move by WWE. I mean, you know, I'm a huge, huge Office fan, but you know, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm not going to subscribe to Peacock just so I can watch The Office. It's on Comedy Central 24 hours a day, basically. But now you throw the WWE Network in the mix, and you're like, okay, well, now they got this, they got that. You know, who knows what they're going to do if. I, I mean, how, how long do you think, how long off are we until you think they put a game exclusively only, a Notre Dame game exclusively on Peacock? You think that'll oh, I ever think happen? We're pretty, I think we're pretty uh, close to that uh, yeah. uh, point. Um, I, I think that, you know, look, the, the NFL put in a, a game exclusively on um, Amazon, Amazon uh, Prime the, this uh, this past season, and it wasn't the lowest viewed game of, of the season. It was the second lowest viewed, but but it it's sort of down it's sort of down there. Right. I think one of the problems that um, that leagues have in particular is is like take a look at the uh, I don't know if you were on Twitter on on Saturday night, but the UFC pay per view. Um, I was not. I know that there were issues with the stream and people were act- wanting refunds but i don't know the specifics and the details of it yeah well they they got like a couple a couple million of uh, you know viewers uh, buys and there were just a lot of people and i don't know if this was good or not but if we're talking about you know for the nfc championship last year there were 46 million people like can these streams handle that kind of crush? So was that the issue with them Saturday night? Was a bandwidth issue? Not a technical? I don't know. No, nobody's like, nobody you know knows. How, no, yeah, that's a, that, I think that's the question, though. No, okay. Nobody quite knows. But uh, Yeah, because remember at the beginning of the Chiefs-Browns game, the CBS feed went out um, for the beginning of that game a little bit. So that's a technical issue. If, right. you, if ESPN doesn't have bandwidth to handle all the people buying a fight, that's a big problem. Well, the, it is. But there's also for broadcast that that was a technical issue. People were outraged. Like te- that's television. You, you you don't have those kind of glitches right. in television. If, right. if people were streaming that, they they would have expected it. They, they it's almost right. like assumed that they're going to do it. Yeah. And and then everybody 
is trying to get go whole hog into sports gambling and the latency with with streaming. I mean, if if, if you're thirty seconds behind or a minute behind, yeah. I mean that really affects you know what what they want to do in terms of interactivity and, and streaming. How 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 long was that UFC feed? Was it down for a certain period of time, or was it just everyone experiencing something different in terms of? Um, the stream being out. I think it was uh, people experiencing different things. To, to be honest, I, I uh, bought it and I had I had no no problem uh, with it. Uh, nobody, none of my friends seemed to have a problem with it. But I I just went online and saw that that there were a lot of people that were you know they bought it and it just didn't come up. So the right. feed itself wasn't down. It was just different people having problems, yeah. which is another I, problem with streaming. Like right. you know I might be fine in my house. The guy next door might be having a problem. Like is yep, it the, yep internet that's having a problem or the feed or no, nobody knows. I will say since you, you mentioned it and you brought it up um, that Saturday NFL uh, game that was Amazon only, which was the Arizona Cardinals against the Niners. I believe they played yeah, that the day. Niner, exactly. Yeah. I was um, very, very, very impressed with how it, I mean, it looked like a regular CBS broadcast. I now listen, I hate watching a game that way. That's not, I do not want to stream a game. I want it. I want to be able to flip the channels. I want to be able to rewind, fast forward, all that junk. Um, so I hate watching the game via streaming, but in terms of how it looked in the presentation, you would have thought it was a Sunday afternoon CBS game. Yeah. See, I think you're, you're being so forgiving. I actually kind of killed it uh, the, the, uh, afterwards because it's Amazon's one and only game right. that they had. And to me, it didn't look like, a CBS game. It looked like CBS is sort of like regional number five regional game. Oh, yeah. that like 5% of the country. I agree with you. I'm talking about the way the picture looked, the quality of the picture, the, whether the stream went out, all of that is what I meant. Yeah. It was what you just said is a hundred percent dead on. It was like the, you know, third CBS 425 game on a Sunday that, you know, Andrew Catalan or Spiroditas is calling. There's, mm-hmm. There was, you know, not the Nansen and, and I just, I just or, really expected for Amazon's only game. This is our so only you, exclusive game that it was going to be. They would do what Monday Night Football does every week. Or so your issue is more at, with, with Amazon's production of it than, right, the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. I wonder what the thinking there was for, I mean, well, I was going to ask you this. I was going to do Super Bowl and then get into it, but I might as well get into it now. Is there any sort of update? I mean, if anyone is listening to this podcast right now, my bet is they're an NFL fan and they want to know what the future is. I discuss it all the time, but it seems like we're getting closer and closer to getting some clarity. Um, is there any scenario you think where there's a streaming, you know, Amazon gets something exclusive or we're still not there? Uh, I think that there's a, a very good chance that Amazon ends up with the Thursday night uh, package. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a Thursday night package that's going to look a lot different than uh, than um, the current ones. I mean, think of it like if Jacksonville can play itself, like that would be the, that 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 would be the game. So it's, you're, yeah. you're not going to see sort of really high quality games, and most of the games almost certainly are going to be. Um, uh, are, are going to be on NFL Network as well, so you'll be able to. So not exclusive, okay? 
Well, it can't because because NFL Network has to have a certain number of games, and that's the you know they're not going to get them out of the right. You know, right the, well, then that, if it's on NFL Network, then I, I don't care. For that, that's fine because it's been on Amazon for Thursday nights, I think, for a few years now. For so. a few years, yeah, and I, I think that they, they, they might end up with a few more exclusive games than than not. But do do we know why CBS and Fox don't want the Thursday night package? Um, it costs too much money, and. Uh, it's the one package that they just don't um, they haven't been able to make any money off of. Um, I think they, they dislike the package because the NFL uh, makes all the broadcasters um, share it with NFL network. And then they make it, make them share it with Amazon and that not just Amazon, but Twitch. So all of a sudden, like it's not exclusive to CBS or NBC or Fox. Right. Uh, So that cuts in, that that cuts into a, a lot of the ratings. And all these networks are trying to push their own streaming services as well. And, you know, they, they, the idea that they can't stream their own games and ah, that's they, interesting. They, okay. they lose, they lose, it becomes just a TV only thing and they, they can't sell enough ads to cover the, 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 the rights thing. Right. Cause I'm thinking to myself, why don't ESPN or Turner get in the mix for the Thursday night game? But that's interesting because if ESPN had the Thursday night game, they can't stream it on ESPN's web on uh, you know ESPN's app. You got to go to Amazon for it. So that's uh did not realize that. That's yeah, and and well, and also for why doesn't ESPN or Turner like they're not going to share r- the right? See, it's okay with a broadcaster to share it with a cable uh, right. network, right. but it, it's a it's a not non-starter to have a cable network share Absolutely. it with another cable network. So yeah. Like, they're, they're, what, what's the reason for having it? Yeah. Do you have any sort of timetable on when we'll know what the NFL con- future contract situation is? I mean, I, I, well, we've heard for months they're working on deals. Do we know? Is there an end game in sight? Uh, I know that they were pushing hard for it to be done by by the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I'm uh, skeptical that it'll be done there. Um, yeah. Everybody I'm talking to says that, you know, stuff that 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 everybody's been reporting for the past couple of months is, you know, that, that there aren't there aren't really any big surprises there. All the all the main players are going to stick around and and. and right kind of keep what they have. The only, the only new wrinkle is what happens with Thursday night because Fox doesn't want it. NBC doesn't want it. CBS doesn't want it. So if we made it, we established earlier, you're not a betting man, but if you were, you think CBS keeps Sunday afternoon, AFC, Fox keeps Sunday afternoon, NFC and NBC keeps Sunday night football. Yeah. I, I would bet a lot of money on that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not, and I don't bet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Thursday night, the big show. All right. That, 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 you know, people don't like change. So at least that's minimal change. People will be okay with that. Um, fascinates me that, you know, there's still nothing on television that gets ratings like the NFL. And that game, that Thursday night game loses money for CBS and fall costs too much money for CBS. Well, the, the, the top rated show, the top rated prime shine show for, like, I think 10 years for the last decade is Sunday night football. Yeah. Well, the second is Thursday night football. It's like, why can't they make money off of it? And it's just because they, it, it gets diluted too much. And God forbid the NFL lowers its price for it. Cause you know, the N- the NFL will never be in a position where they accept uh, right. less money for a, a package that, that, that they have. But listen, you're the NFL, you have your own network. I mean, put the games on there and build it. You know, I think, you know, put all this every single week, Thursday night on NFL and use your network. I mean, no yeah, but, you, yeah, but we just got finished talking about yeah. NBC Sports Network. I mean, the, the, look, cord cutting is happening. And, yeah. and so like, do, do you want to sort of try to build up a, uh, uh, something that's losing subscribers? Just yeah. to... It seems that cord cutting is like it's um, it's almost like it's I feel like it's e- even speeding up more than we imagine. 
Um, yeah, I think the, the, um, the I, I was really curious to see what was going to happen going into the p- pandemic because every other economic downturn, I've been doing this for too long, but like, you know, back in 2008, 2009, and then back in 2000, the dot-com bust, cable subscriptions went through the roof. They took off and it was because people were stuck at home. They wanted to save money. And what better way to save money? Do you want to go out to a, to a movie theater and blow whatever? Or do you want to just pay, you know, 50, 60 bucks a month for, for cable? But then you had the, the so, so with this economic downturn, you had, you had that in history, but you also had a competing trend, which was the cord cutting trend. It was like, what's going to take off? Well, you know, Netflix and all these streaming services did take off, but, you know, cord cutting, uh, you know, it, it really did continue. I guess it slowed down a little bit, but it, but it's not, not nearly enough. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. So, so back to tie this in with WWE Network, <clears throat> do you see a situation where there is a condensing of all of these streaming services? Um, Will people follow WWE think and give up on, you know, maybe doing their own thing and then folding in with with the bigger, you know, you have Apple TV out there now and, um, you know, you have your prime and your Netflix. Could you see a scenario where, um, I don't know, Sirius gives up on doing their own thing and partners with Amazon or something like that? Is is, is WWE the start of it or no? 
Yeah, I mean the, the 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 buzzword is always consolidation, and and right now everybody is out there with their their own product, and nobody's going to be buying all of it. And and you know you, you I could conceive somebody is a Champions League fan, so they'll buy uh, Paramount Plus to get the Champions League for for those if not for those months and even for those days, like who, who yeah. knows like how they'll do it and, and then churn out. So I, at, at some point there, there's, there's gotta be when that's going to happen. I don't know. We're at the sort of beginning stages where everybody yeah. thinks it's a, you know, a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. I still like my cable TV. I love cable. Like I'm an old, <laughs> I think we're old guys here, yeah, but it's like, yeah. it's a, I can just sit down. I don't have yeah. to hunt and, and peck for it and, well, my thing too is anytime I try to watch something on a streaming service, it's on something I don't have. You know, I have Netflix and I have Prime and I have uh, HBO Max, and I thought I had Apple TV, and then I went to watch something on Apple TV, and it said my subscription had run out. And I'm just like, it never fails. Like this is always the way it works, basically. <laughs> um, Super Bowl coming up. Uh, first off, I thought seven percent drop regular season for NFL was nothing to be concerned about because of the pandemic and the election. Uh, what do you make of the 7% regular season drop? Any cause for concern for the NFL? No, I think, I think that was a, uh, I'm not understating this. That was a great result for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you had the pandemic, you had the election. You also had all of a sudden NFL games going against NBA playoffs, going against MLB. Well, it always goes against MLB playoffs, but the, yeah. the Stanley cup playoffs, horse racing, golf majors. This has never happened before. Right, and right, what, right. what what it showed me is how powerful the NFL is because it hurt those other sports so much more than it hurt the NFL. I right, mean, right. It, it, it's just a machine yeah. that's out there. And then the wild card was down 25%, but that's because they added a third game, obviously. And that that and then divisional round, I think, was down 7%, like the regular season. And then they finally got the increase um, for Sunday's uh, title games, uh, AFC and NFC. I think you're going to see last year's Super Bowl was 99 million viewers for Chiefs Niners. I think they're going to get around 103 million. I think they're going to see a big increase because of Brady and Mahomes. The one thing I would ask you, because you would know this better than anyone, how does the pandemic, let, let's say, listen, this country is filled with stupid people if we have seen over the last year, but let's say a decent amount of people decide to do the right thing and not have like Super Bowl parties with 50 people and bars are not open and all that. How does that affect the rating? Um, probably not, not a ton. I mean, remember, okay. it's just like a, a small survey of people that, that happened to right. have in Wilson box uh, that, that, that are watching. Um, I'm a little more pessimistic about the Super Bowl than you are. I just think like the Super Bowl is such an event and you have Super Bowl week where when you turn on ESPN, they're all there and, and, and FS1 and, you know, the, some of the network news shows go down there. Tampa is going to be a Empty. ghost town. Yeah. And so like, if you're thinking about try trying to market the Super Bowl, you know, you're, you're not marketing this big event. You're just marketing another football game. And it's going right. to be a football game because we're sports fans that we're interested in Brady against Mahomes. But I, I, I'm a little bit, I, I, so I, you, you think the lack of hype going in because there's no media down there to, you know, talk about it for two weeks. That hurts the rating. That's it. Okay. That's foot, football that's fans and sports fans are going to watch it, but the Super Bowl gets those numbers because it draws in the casual viewers that don't, the, right. and they don't want to miss the big, the big event. Well, 
Yeah, hundred percent right. That that's why I think I think the Brady angle can bring in a lot of fringe fans. I don't know. Now listen, we've seen in the past, I don't know what it's been, two, three, four years even, maybe even more than that, because I think it went back to the Madonna Super Bowl as well, where more people watch halftime than the game. Don't know if that's gonna be the case with the weekend. You know, we've had in recent years, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. I don't know if the I I could be old and out of it. I don't think the weekend is on the level of them. So maybe that hurts the number a little bit because like I said, more people have been watching halftime than the game the last few years. Um, the JLo Shakira one last year, I think did a huge number. Um, but I, I, Jimmy, this isn't why you have me on, but like, right. what, what, what's a line? It's three. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, who, who are you taking? Like, like is this, is this uh, a certain for, for you or deadlock? Well, or? Here, I'm torn on this one because my own personal belief system and rules are that I never ever put money against Tom Brady, not a financially wise decision. Um, but I think the chiefs are too good and the chiefs, when they try are unstoppable. I think, you know, we saw them for a couple of months, basically going through the motions. I think they even went through the motions in the first five minutes against the bills. And then when they decided like, you know, let's get serious here, you cannot stop that team. So I, I I hate betting against Tom Brady. I won't enjoy the game because of it, but I, I would probably bet the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't gamble at all. It, yeah. it seems like a mortal lock. The Chiefs are just a better team, right? I, you can't say that when Tom Brady's standing on the other side. Yeah, just even can't. at the even at how however old he is, he's still better than every other quarterback in the NFL, except for Mahomes, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, you know, listen, if you said to me. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. Who do you want your quarterback to be? My answer would be Mahomes. If you said the Super Bowl is tomorrow, you can't pick Mahomes. Who do you want your quarterback to be? I'd pick Brady. So, you know, it's a tough one. I read a lot. You cover this. I'm just curious. I read a lot about a lot of brands are not running commercials this year during the Super Bowl. I think I read Budweiser is maybe. Do I have that right? Budweiser is not going to run a commercial. Yeah, that, uh, a lot of brands have pulled out. I think that the, the, the brands don't know right now how to market their stuff and should they be funny or should they be, you know, I mean, aren't you tired of like the brands coming out with the slow music and saying like, we're all in this together. And I like, I I just think that these, in these unprecedented times. (laughs) Exactly. And I just, I think that a lot of them are, 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 uh, it it always amazes me. I I call it the USA today ad meter, although I, I suspect everybody does it. They care so deeply about that. Like that, that, what what that says matters uh, to to them, and I don't think that that they want to take a risk, given where we are with the pandemic and and the economy and everything that they they want to sort yeah. of hold back on that one. Yeah, I was wondering how much fear. You know, I I would assume a lot of this is money. You know, companies took a big hit this year. Maybe they don't. You know, nothing costs more than a Super Bowl commercial. Maybe they didn't want to um, break the bank for it. And then I wonder how much of this is like fear of running a commercial that comes off as either tone deaf or insensitive or, you know, cause you know, that's always a possibility. Oh, and it's then, totally uh, a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you, I think you wrote about this today and the amount of people who care about this are very limited, but I do find it amusing that um, if you're someone who watches NBA, NHL, MLB on, on Fox sports uh, stations across the country, not, not Fox, actual Fox that shows the Simpsons and not FS1, but like the Fox cables, sports cable channels. They're now going to be called Bally 
Sports Network. As you said, the gambling world is here and making an impact already. That is, I cannot believe we're going to have sports networks named after casinos. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and, and you couldn't they have picked a better name than that? I, I, it's a terrible name. As somebody that went to elementary school <laughs> called Blessed Sacrament, I've been li- living with BS. As a, you know, you went to BS. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, you you can think about it. But this is uh, this is Sinclair has has said from the moment that they uh, that they picked up those RSNs that they think that there's a really big revenue opportunity as uh, as sports gambling gets legalized across the country. And I think that yeah. that, that what you're going to see is like this, you know, partnership between Bally's and, and Sinclair to have apps and to have, you know, I- I- interactivity. And yeah. it's, it's just going to lead to betting on whether next pitch is a strike or a ball eventually. Oh, yeah, that's coming for sure. And, you know, I'd, I'd be able to get more into following all of it if we had it here in New York. But the fact that we don't have it in New York is still mind boggling to me. But once that opens up the floodgates, um, that'll be interesting for sure. Just don't connect it to your credit card, Jimmy. Uh, oh, that, that ship has sailed a long time ago with, <laughs> with, with offshore sites. Um, last thing here before I let you go, we haven't really talked the entire time about ESPN, which is interesting. Isn't that usually, amazing? Usually they're at the forefront of all sports media conversations it was a really good article i thought in the washington post this week by ben strauss on bomani jones i don't know if you saw it um it does feel like espn is at some sort of crossroads i don't know what it is i don't know if they're trying to figure out what to you know if the hot take shows still work they obviously have um well, I should, they don't have financial issues. That's a dumb statement. But they're being tighter with their money, as you saw with them letting Tom Rinaldi go to Fox, which was strictly a money deal, basically, of why he left. Um, what is like sort of the state of the union there at the worldwide network right now? Well, I, I think the the main thing about ESPN is um, since Jimmy Pitaro took over, well, to, to back up, you know, John Skipper is so big on editorial and he he really built up uh, you know, with John Walsh and, and everybody else, he built up ESPN.com and he built up the magazine and he built up this editorial presence. And that, uh, that editorial presence, it served uh, ESPN well for a while. But as you know, you're an editorial, I'm an editorial. It's not a great business. It's, uh, you know, the, the, right. I, I, we go through layoffs seemingly, you know, every every, every year, couple of years yeah. we, we circle through. Uh, Jimmy Pitaro is co- uh, coming in here. You know, if you talk to him, he'll still point to a lot of, you know, high priced editorial talent that they have. He can point to a lot of like award winning uh, stories that they put out and and, and it's all true. But it, but they're much more focused on spending the money to get the NFL or spending the money to get uh, college football. People go to ESPN to watch live sports and, and the um you know, the, the, the shows that, that lead up to it, you know, they, they work for ESPN, but they're not as important to ESPN and, and to, to Disney as, as the Monday night football game or as the college football playoff game. And so it's just kind of like, I, I don't think that they're turning their back on journalism. I just think that they are focusing much more on, um, uh, on live events than they used to. Which wonder, might seem like I'm splitting hairs, but they, they, no, no, I, I, no, I, I think what you say makes sense. I, w- I wonder if they, they would never say this, but I, I wonder if they regret the uh, college football deal a little bit because they paid an enormous amount of money, and I know it's, uh, you know, content and scale. All these games, every, you know, they, 
they air like 500 games every weekend, basically. But in terms of the title game, and I know it gets a decent number, but for what they're paying for it, now listen, maybe I'm reacting to the fact that this was a complete and utter joke of a college football season. The rating for the title game bared that out. Um, I mean, the season was an embarrassment on so many levels, so I'm not shocked that the title game got a, a bad rating. Um, but I, they are paying a lot of money for that college football package, a lot. Yeah, but if you talk to ESPN executives, and I, I think I agree with them too, like they they are, you know, college sports are in their DNA. And so like they, they want to own college sports. And so you have Fox is coming in and, they, you know, they have part of the Big Ten and the Big 12 or whatever, and, and they're, they're trying to make inroads. But like, you know, if you think of college sports, you're thinking of ESPN. No I mean, doubt, no and, doubt. And, and, and they... If, if you look at television ratings as a whole, you have the NFL, then you have college football, and then right. you have everything else. So like right. college football is very, very important to ESPN. And I think that they think that they, they, they have a, not quite a steal, but that the uh, CFP is pretty uh, affordable for them. I thought the kind con- and uh, you know they're pa- the, the, they're paying a ton for that SEC package from CBS, which still doesn't get started for a couple of years. I mean that I think will be will be good for them. I was surprised. I heard. I, I heard more than I expected, though, from a lot of people about. I. I mean, I was turned off from the college football just because of the way the season went. A lot of people turned off. They didn't want to see. They don't want to see Alabama and Clemson anymore. Yeah. I, I, Which <laughs> now, from the standpoint or Alabama, Ohio State. Now, listen. You have the aspect of the fact that, from a rating standpoint, Alabama and Ohio State are going to do better than any team you put in there. But then you have there are these fans who are I think the fans who are sick of it still watch it. But I don't know, maybe maybe not. Yes, because I, the I, I never buy that. I'm sick of the teams like yeah. people know the teams. They know Nick Saban. They, they want to see him on the sideline. He becomes sort right. of almost a villain if you're sick of him. Uh, it, it brings in the casual fans. It's the same people that said they were sick of the Patriots. Right. I was sick of the Patriots, but it got me to watch because it was Brady, yeah. Belichick and, you know, all, all those people. Yeah, I think people are say they're sick of it, but they watch it. I think it's. I think the reason the rating was lower than it's been in in ages is just because the season was, you know, not like a real. It was, you know, it was a fake season basically for all intents. Yeah, it was a couple of uh, exhibition games almost. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what uh, I, I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, definitely appreciate <laughs> you coming on and uh, giving us some info. Good stuff here from my listeners and. Uh, Let's both uh, go read up on GameStop here so we can figure out what's going on. In the world. <laughs> I know. You asked me the first question. I, I, I had no clue. I don't know. I figure, you know, business, it's sort of in your <laughs> GameStop. I don't know. Is there a sports connection? There? I don't play video games. So it's, I don't play video games and I don't know stock. So it's a bad story for me. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'll come, come on yeah. anytime. Anytime. Appreciate it. Take care. Stay safe. All right. My thanks to John Oran. Good stuff there. Interesting on the NFL. Looks like everything will stay the same here with the TV stuff, except Amazon NFL Network splitting Thursday night football. That's the word from John. So that's the big takeaway here. So I appreciate him coming on, giving us that info. If you miss any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, check them out in the archives. Andrew Siciliano from the Red Zone Channel and NFL Network was on last week. Two weeks ago, Troy Aikman. Three weeks ago, Andrew Marshan and Armin Katayan on that Tiger Woods documentary. So if you missed any of those, listen to them and then give the uh, pod a subscription. It will be greatly appreciated. All right. That wraps up this week. We will see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.